What up, cryptids and milfs? I'm your host, Amanda. And I'm Ella. And you're entering the sovereign country of Scully Nation, where the flashlights are flickery and the blazers are boxy. This Scully Nation mm-hmm. is an X-Files rewatch podcast. It is. In which we rewatch the X-Files. Oh. And then we have a little chat about it. And sometimes we make silly jokes. Or a long chat. Sometimes we have a very long chat mm-hmm. and we make silly jokes. Yes. The silly jokes are always true. Eternal. Eternal. Yes. I would say. Um, but this is my first time watching it. So, you know, my silly jokes, maybe sometimes they miss the mark because I don't, <laughs> I don't understand the show, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, this is my fourth time watching this show. And I guess that means my jokes are always on point. Because they're so. backed up by by years of knowledge. They're <laughs> science. Know? They're data-driven. They are. Our analysts <laughs> can help you make data-driven decisions for mm-hmm. jokes about the X-Files <laughs> with their knowledge of the show's canon. Yep. And of the service what little I'm there is. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. All right. Well, we're going we're gonna to talk about an episode of the X-Files. But first, this is your last chance. You'll never have a chance again to submit questions to our show for our season two wrap up episode. So if you want to do that, do it by this Sunday. Well, if you're listening to it in the week that comes out. Yeah. It's this Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, what day of the day of that is? December. <laughs> what? <laughs> what day of the day is? <laughs> yeah. It's December 5th. 4th? 5th. twenty. 20 uno yes december 5th sunday send in your questions uh you know whatever you want about season two your favorite episodes your least favorite episodes um questions for us about the x-files or anything else i guess um segment suggestions uh memories of the first time that you watched the show whatever that's beautiful anything anything send it in we'll read it we will and that's a threat. And that is, yes, exactly. <laughs> this is not a promise. All right. Well, what episode are we discussing today? Wait, should we tell them? We should probably say where to submit those questions. Oh, yeah. Sorry. You're uh, right. If you would like to, submit the questions to our email, scullynationpod at gmail.com, or uh, DM us on Twitter and Instagram at scullynationpod. It felt wrong to say that. That's your that's your thing. Yeah, that was a little offensive. I'm surprised that I got through it. Yeah. But um it did it didn't feel right and I did feel bad about taking that from you. Now I kinda just wanna say the blazers are boxy. Oh, that felt weird. That's but that's my thing. I know. This oh is topsy turvy. The people who don't know the difference between our voices <laughs> are just hooting and hollering. So confused. Hooting and hollering they are, yeah. Okay. Um, cool. Okay. All right. Well All right. What episode are we discussing this week? Well, tonight we are discussing season two, episode 23, Soft Light. This episode aired on May 5th, 1995. It was written by, that's right, Vince, 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 Vince Gilligan. Vince Gilligan. Can I add some reverb when I say that? I think you should. Vince Gilligan. It might just add automatically. It might be. (laughs) You know, whenever anybody says Vince Gilligan's name, that's just what happens. Yeah, that's it's kind of creepy that Audacity scans everything mm-hmm. you say just to hear the word Vince Gilligan. Yeah, uh, but I get it, and I appreciate that they 
ad insta reverb. Seems like it honestly wouldn't happen that often. Yeah, that's true. But But when it does. Oh, boy. Vince Gilligan, of course, of Breaking Bad fame. um, And I guess X-Files fame. Mm -hmm. And Better Call Saul. What else does he do? He's the, yeah, the showrunner, writer, creator of Breaking Bad. And uh, the showrunner and creator of My Heart. That's true. Yeah. (laughs) And he's got a great mustache. Um, he does have a great mustache. And glasses. Yes. And a southern accent. Ugh. Love him. Win, win, win. And he's maybe a little crazy. He's a so weird, he's a weird dude. Even more plus. I did, I, you know, since we already know things about him, I thought I would bring in, a, 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 you know, some trivia facts. Mm-hmm. Um, what state is he from? You have to guess. Alabama. No. Georgia? No. Mississippi. You're too too south. Too Kentucky. Still no, still too south. Ohio? Less southern than you think. California. No, it is southern, but not as southern as you think. Uh Tennessee? Virginia. It's Virginia. Oh, that's pretty southern. Okay. But it's pretty north, I guess, too. Yeah. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. Huh. And he's a junior. Oh, like his junior. (laughs) I was like, what in high school? Yes. He never graduated. He was too busy writing the pilot of Breaking Bad. Why is this 55-year-old man or whatever in my trigonometry class? Mm, yeah. He's a junior. Don't question oh, it. Oh, boy. Wow. So there's a Vince Gilligan Sr. out there. Maybe. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. Well, Pour one out if not. Yeah. Um. Wow. Yeah. Can we, can we emphasize that every time we say his name? Vince Vince Jr. Vince Jr. Vince Jr. Vince Jr. Um, That can be his offensive nickname. (laughs) Yeah. Can we give Vince Gilligan an offensive nickname? Do we have to call him Mr. Gilligan? Mr. Vince Vinston Gilligan. Esquire. What is Vince short for? It might just be Vince, right? Is it? Wait, I don't know. (laughs) Google it. (laughs) This is great audio. Vince names. Uh, it's a boy's name of Latin origin, meaning conquering, apparently. Yeah, oh, conquering my Vincent. heart. Vince. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have to cut that out. People can't know. God, we are the dumbest motherfuckers alive. It's like there was no thought in my brain that it actually stood for anything that entire time I was talking. People screaming, screaming into their microphones. Now they're hooting and hollering. <laughs> Oof. Uh, it's, it's short for Vincent. Um, and I just knew oh, that. Interesting. Yeah, Thank you. Vincent Gilligan mm-hmm. Jr. Great. We gotta That's move on. That, anyway. was a, that was humiliating. Okay, so anyway, what are we talking about, huh? Okay. Um... Yeah. Uh, the director. So, the, so it was directed by James Conner, which we don't, who we don't care about. Oh, um, what is uh, what is James short for? <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> he has uh, apparently directed for Buffy, which huh. it feels like this is not the first time that Buffy has come up. It feels like the the overlap between the Exiles and Buffy is very high. Yeah, that's but, weird. I don't know because then there's a straight line between Buffy and. Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Same show, I think. Buffy, Breaking oh. Bad, Gilmore Girls, because of Kristen Ritter. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Supernatural. There you go. Um, okay. I think, would Breaking Bad be improved 
if Walter White went running around in the same clothes that uh, Buffy wears in the Buffy show. Yeah. And has like a little steak and steaks <gasps> vampires. What are you, and um, like does like, you know, sassy little quips. I guess it'd be a different show. <laughs> I mean, I guess he sort of has sassy quips. Uh, does he? Not like sass- <laughs> mean hearted at Jesse a lot. Well, yeah, but I'm talking about cute little <laughs> sassy quips. Well, if you changed the music cue, it would be cute and sassy. Okay. Uh, what's a what's a classic waltz line <laughs> where he is hating on Jesse? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, he calls him a pathetic junkie a lot. Yeah, there you go. But okay. if, it, <laughs> if he said that, but it was like some kind of like lighthearted tinkling sure. music in the background, like you Jesse, pathetic, you pathetic junkie. junkie. Yeah. <laughs> You know, that'd be good. Okay, all right. This is good. Yeah, this is. We have to. We have to send this on. There is no doubt in my mind that on YouTube there already exists a cut of Breaking Bad. But if it were a comedy, right? Or like, oh, Breaking if it was Bad, a comedy, was a yeah, 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 yeah. So there's probably seven hundred of them. Yeah. Hmm. The joke's old, guys. It's not funny. Well, they're probably not still doing it. <laughs> they probably made it back in 2008. Yeah, or I guess. Don't hate on my YouTube channel <laughs> from 2008 called Breaking Bad, but if it was a comedy so where I your just whole, <laughs> Your whole channel. Yeah. Okay. You wouldn't believe how many followers I have. Is it three? Four. Up, up. Six. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's about it. We should probably talk about this episode of the X. Yeah, it's not okay. okay. Um, okay. So. so, those are the the writer and the director. All right, this episode, soft light. That is, in case you've forgotten, because it's been <laughs> ten minutes. Uh, it takes place in Richmond, Virginia, and Piedmont, Virginia. Um, short plot synopsis. Yeah. Mulder ponders the idea of spontaneous human combustion, but rethinks it when they find a man who is afraid of his own shadow. The man is Dr. Banton, a scientist researching dark matter. I like how <clears> they <throat> just uh, got in a little joke there. A man who is afraid of his own shadow. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's pretty funny. Yeah, that's um, funny. I don't think we need that kind of humor in our plot summaries, though. No. No humor here. This, this is, is all no serious. Zone. I've never laughed about the X-Files before. Not in a plot synopsis. Never. My God. All right. Well, do we want to get into the uh, shadowy meat? The unzipped electrons? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Of the episode. Yeah. Okay. We open at the Hotel George Mason in Richmond, Virginia. Dumb name for a hotel. Uh, That's, you know... (laughs) What if someone's dad is named George Mason? Well, it, he's not a hotel, is he? So I don't think what he cares. What if someone's dad is named Hotel George Mason? Well, hotel, first name, George, middle name, Mason, last name. Well, it's dumb. Sorry. Wow. Okay. That's that's fine. I can't believe you're criticizing Vince. Interesting. I thought um, you liked him. Nope. Hate him. Was that short for? <laughs> <laughs> We're at a hotel. Okay. We, we track down the hotel hallway. I don't know why I described it as that. The camera what? is going down the hotel hallway. Uh, There's some definite hard light in this hallway. Yeah. It's, which is important. It's uh, bright. It's mm-hmm. scary. There's yes. shadows everywhere. Yes. Terrifying. Uh, we follow a man into a room where he puts a do not disturb sign on the door and he's getting ready for bed. Uh, meanwhile, ding, 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 the <laughs> elevator opens and who is it? It's Adrian Monk. Hey, it's uh, Tony Shalhoub yeah. playing 
I guess a different character, but we're just gonna call him Monk throughout the whole. Yeah, I just called him Monk. Yeah, in my notes. episode. Let's be because his name is Chester. Yeah, but that doesn't feel right. Nah, he's Monk. He looks like a real Adrian Monk sort yeah. to me. It's because he's played by Tony Shalhoub. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, I didn't put that together. Yeah, if you think about it, is Tony short for anything? <laughs> Stop. Sorry. Um, so anyway, so Monk is there. He, he's hot and sweaty. Oh, he's he's so stressed. Hot and sweaty. Well, okay. <laughs> he does not look good. He like runs up to a door and starts pounding on it, and he's like, "Morris, I need to talk to you." And then our uh, business boy is in the room across the hallway. He kind of walks up to the door and looks through the peephole. Um, Monk is freaking out. He's talking about somebody is dead, um, but whoever he's trying to talk to does not answer. So Monk backs up, and there's kind of a shot of his shadow also backing up, and then it kind of slides under the opposite doorway and then uh when it hits our poor little business boy he gets like disintegrated yeah not good it looks like um the effect looks like if a trap door opens suddenly yeah they just like falls down into the ground but there's like a puddle of blue light or whatever Mm -hmm. on the floor yeah it's funny yeah do we it's funny oh sorry a man died i'm sorry god i thought you have to say amanda (laughs) like really dramatically (laughs) Should a man die to be my nickname? A man cool? died. It is. It's something. Okay. Something. We'll, something is there. We'll workshop it. Yeah. Um. Do we ever learn who Morris is? No. Okay. That's kind of weird. A, there's right? a couple of. This is not the first person in this episode that. Uh, we'll get to it when we get to it. But yeah, yeah, I don't know who this is. Vince, what are you doing here? It's not the other scientist, because his name is Dr. Davies. Yeah, I was expecting it to be him, and then mm-hmm. I was confused when I realized it wasn't. Yeah, no no earthly idea who okay. Morris is. Hmm. Whatever. Anyway, so that sucks. Credits. <laughs> Credits over. The Boo Crew arrive on the scene that is now a crime scene, mm-hmm. the hotel. Uh, Richmond... PD has hit a brick wall with three different homicides that mm-hmm. have the same features of, you know, the, no body, weird ash on the ground that we'll get to, no leads. Mm-hmm. It's very confusing. Scully has a, I feel like I said her name weird there. Scully. 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 Scully's got a contact on the Richmond PD who has, like, this is her first case as a detective. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of Skelly's former students, so Skelly's trying to help her out, but the former student does not want her superiors to know that the FBI is involved because, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. We've seen all of the jurisdictional Jurisdiction. drama before. So Skelly and Mulder are here in an unofficial capacity, and they gotta kind of be on the down low. Which is Mulder's specialty. That's true. <laughs> we need the bus driver from the last episode to be like, the FBI is here. <laughs> Love that guy. He's great. Deputy Squint. So they go into the hotel room and they meet uh, Scully student Kelly Ryan. Um, and she's like, she greets them and she says hi to Scully. And then she turns to Mulder and she's like, oh, wow, I've heard a lot about you. And then Scully's like, wah, wah. <laughs> and then Mulder, I believe, says, we'll talk later to yeah. Scully. Which and then they funny. do a little smile. Yeah. A uh, very flirty episode. Yeah. I mean, I guess they're here on unofficial business, so they mm-hmm. can be more flirty Ooh. than normal when they're yeah. working. Okay. How, how did they do all of this? 
like do, do they what? have to take pto to do oh. this stuff <laughs> do they have to explain do they just not tell skinner I think probably, I mean, I don't really know how it really works, but I assume they have their cases and they work on their cases yeah. and they can use their time however they want. So if they have some free time, they can do this, I guess. Okay. And I guess it's in Richmond. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Cool. Um, so we get kind of the background on the business boy. He was a top exec at a tobacco company in town for some sort of meeting. Not just any tobacco company. Morley Tobacco. Is that a thing? Oh. It's uh, the Cigarette Smoking Man's brand. <gasps> oh. I'm just saying. I'm just is that saying. the fake one that like exists yeah. in all sorts of TV mm-hmm. shows? Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Is it, it might be part of the conspiracy. Oh my gosh. I mean, this is like a, a half mythology episode. Do we have a name for these? Where it's like, it's a monster yeah. of the week, but there's some other stuff. Um, a monster of the week with a little spice. A monster of the mythology. A monster of the mythology. I like that. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, okay, so he, uh, it seems like a locked room mystery. You know, the door was locked from the outside, windows are all locked, no one could have gotten in, no one seemingly got out, but he is gone and presumed dead? Yeah, they don't know he's dead for sure. He's yeah. officially missing, but he's probably dead. But yeah, so no way in or out of the room, so Scully says, well, I've heard this before, and she kind of kneels down by the vent and... Um, Creeping around looking for Mr. Squeeze, even <laughs> though he's super dead. We hope. We hope. We think. Um, and then Kelly's like, what are you doing? <laughs> but she doesn't she doesn't know. She doesn't know the, the, the trauma, the uh the struggle that Mulder and Scully have gone through. Well, she hasn't watched uh Squeeze and the other episode that Mr. T- Squeeze is in. Tombs. Tombs. <laughs> there mm-hmm. you go. So once she catches up on the X-Files, she'll understand. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, she's busy. She's got, you know, she's stressed. It's her first case. She doesn't have time to watch TV. Exactly. She's too busy partying on Friday night, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Not staying home. Yeah. And it was harder probably to watch old episodes of TV shows. (laughs) Yeah. Back in the day, I don't know how you would do it. You don't. (sighs) Bummer. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, so they... The only forensic evidence is this, uh, I referenced earlier, a black mark on the ground where he melted into the ash and dust. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, the residue, they've tested it, and I don't remember what chemicals it is, but Scully comments that it could be burned human flesh. Yeah. Because of whatever it's made it, of. It's like carbon and yeah. potassium and whatever. He was eating a banana while he died. <laughs> you hate to see uh-huh. it. Um, and Mulder theorizes that the victim was probably looking at the peephole. Uh, that's why there's weird ash right by the door. So he goes outside to see what this guy was probably looking at. Um, there's a slightly unscrewed light bulb that's kind of, I think, flickering. Or maybe it's not flickering. I don't know. I don't know how Mulder notices this. It might have been flickering. It I might have been flickering. Anyway, so they take it for fingerprints because... You know, maybe the bad guy unscrewed it for some reason. Yeah. I'd also like to highlight one of Scully's lines. I don't know if you noticed her inflection here, but like Mulder's looking around and then Scully's like, she she asks him, what are you thinking, Mulder? But the way that she says it, she is like, what are you thinking, Mulder? It kind of oh. sounds like she's talking to a dog like, what do you got there? What are you thinking, Mulder? I don't know. <laughs> That's cute. It's just the way that she delivered it was kind of funny. <laughs> well, you know. You know, he gets excited. He's a little puppy. Yeah. A, bi- a big one. He's a big puppy. He's like eight feet tall. He's only like six 
foot. Eight feet tall? He's not even that Check tall. Check it. I've seen taller. I see taller later in this episode, as we'll discuss. We do? Yeah. Remember the guy, the other scientist? No. Is he tall? Yeah. Oh, you're right. It's you're right. You're up. right. You're right. But okay. we'll talk about it. I'm sorry. It's messed up. It's a tall man. It's not okay. Well, he just doesn't look like he should be tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he you're, is. You're right about that. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so, I don't know. Yeah, they kind of like uh, give Kelly some some stuff to be getting on with their mm-hmm. ideas what they would do and then she's gonna kind of run with it because it's actually her case um and then i think yeah Mulder asks her why she thinks she was assigned to this case and she says nobody else wanted it mm-hmm. classic hmm. but then Mulder does have a reputation to maintain so uh kelly asks Mulder, you know what do you what do you think happened and of course he only has one theory that it could possibly be Spontaneous human combustion. Duh. He's got a good point. There's burned human flesh on the ground and no one else in there. Mm -hmm. It seems like there would be more uh, burnt material if it was spontaneous human combustion, right? You'd think. But I don't, you know, I don't know how it works. That's true. Does he even believe it or is he just saying this to maintain his reputation? It's like a theory. That's true. That's, that's true. I mean, that's how investigation works. You come up with a theory, see if it see if it fits. It's a good point. You know, it's a good point. All right, all right, fair enough. Uh, so he just kind of drops that bomb and then leaves, <laughs> and then Scully is left with her former student. She's just like, "Well, sorry, I, I told you about him. <laughs> you can't be that surprised." Um, and so she she you know says, "Good good luck. You're doing great." And then scuttles off to the end of the hallway to talk scuttles. to Mulder. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and they discuss his theory mm-hmm. a little bit. Uh, he says that, you know, sometimes people just burst into flame and yeah, die. And it's know. something that happens. It's <laughs> not something you should get all wound up about. But they talk about the other three victims, or the other two victims. Two. There's Gail Ann and Wisnecki. I don't know. I don't, I don't remember how those were connected. So I'm confused because uh, so they're talking about that and then they immediately go to a house. Mm-hmm. Whose house is this? It's the Wisnecki residence and she's one okay. of the other victims, but I'm not sure why she's a victim. Like, yeah. Where did she, did she just die at the train station? But th- isn't there a char mark at her house? Oh, don't they? Oh, there is. Right? right. Yeah. So why was this guy going to see her? I don't know. I don't know who this is. Because hmm. they do say later she was at the train station. Yeah. But. Yeah. So why? What did Monk follow her home and kill her? <laughs> I don't know. Doesn't... There's definitely a char mark at her house, and she's just a random. She's not connected. She's just a random person. Vince Kelly got a bad writer. <laughs> I don't know. I okay. just, this seemed strange to me. Yeah. Who is Morris? Who is this woman? I don't know. This is, yeah, this is the second. I don't know who the heck this is. We're getting some real Vince Jr. energy here <laughs> instead of Mr. We Gilligan. Are. Well, he hasn't, you know, this is like his first, you That's know. Fair. He's, uh, he has to grow. Okay. That's fair. He has to go on a, a journey and, you know, find himself. That's beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Um, so they go to the Wisnecki residence. It's one of the other victims. Uh, the Buku roll up. It's dark. The you know no one's in the house because she's dead. 
um, the light outside the house is also not lit. Mm-hmm. Uh, just it's like unscrewed yeah just like the light bulb in the hallway so yeah what okay whatever i don't understand what this what monk was doing but that's well he fine. was trying to stop his well i get that shadow. but that means he like went to her house so why is the train station connection important? yeah i don't know why she was why yeah. he was at her house yeah um but anyway whatever uh as Mulder is checking the light bulb outside he does ask scully if she can spare a prophylactic <laughs> instead of asking for a glove that's it's weird. just how he is. All right. I guess. I guess. Well, we're flirting this episode. Yeah. Well, then, so Mulder takes out the light bulb and he, like, shines a, like, a little pen light through it to show a fingerprint. And then Scully's like, oh, for your birthday, I got to buy you a utility belt. Yeah. Wink, wink. What, my question is, what do they buy each other for their birthdays? Hmm. I feel like... I feel like Skelly would be bad at buying gifts. Like, not bad, mm-hmm. but just, like, fine. Okay. I feel like Mulder would be bad for everyone else, but he'd probably be okay with Skelly, right? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But I don't know what they would actually get. I'm really bad at buying gifts, so... Yeah. I was thinking Mulder would just get, like, baseball game tickets or something. <sighs> Seems self-serving. <laughs> yes. Hmm. Um, Skelly gets him a... A nice candle. Alien-scented candle? <laughs> what is alien scent? Um, you have to buy the candle to find okay, out, Okay, okay, okay. You know it when you smell it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What All if right. you had a traumatic, you know, like, flashback to when Samantha was getting abducted when you smelled the candle? <laughs> oh, no. And then it all backfired? Well, uh, yikes. Mm. Well, she won't get it for him again, I guess. Nope. <laughs> all right. That's gift-giving. Uh, what do they do now? So they go in the house. Um, they talk about the victim, Margaret Wisnecki, 66. There's another char mark on the floor. Okay. And then again, so this is, so this person also worked for another tobacco company. Yeah. So what is that? Is it just like a red herring? It might just be a red herring. It might just be a red Like you're trying to make us think that it's important. Could be. It could be. I mean, is it somehow related to the cigarette smoking man? Are we supposed to think that level is happening where they were, like, she was involved? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. And trying to, like, because he's very paranoid and he knows the government is coming for him. Was she involved in that? I'm pretty sure it's just a red herring. Hmm. But. Weird. Hmm. Anyway, so they check her trash can and they see, a, like, a train ticket. So they know she was at the train station. Uh, so they know all of the victims came into town by train. Mm-hmm. So, you know, next stop is going to the train station and seeing what's going on yes. there. Yes. Love a train station. Monk is there. He looks very tired. He's mm-hmm. just kind of sitting there smoking and staring at the ground. A lot of a soft light here, I'm noticing. Yeah. Just a... You know, just an observation. Is it relevant that he's smoking at the train station? Yeah, see, that's a, <laughs> there was there was a lot of focus on cigarettes. Yeah, like him smoking was a lot, and there was the, you know, yeah. So I don't know if something. I don't know. Is that relevant? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Does Monk come back at some point? <laughs> is this a recurring character? Uh, well, I can't say. Okay. Fine. Can't say. Keep your secrets. <laughs> 
But anyway, yeah, so he's at the train station. He's not doing good. He leaves and walks down an alley um, when two cop cars box him in. They were sent by Kelly Ryan because the Boo crew told her of their suspicions about the connection to the train station. So that's why they're there. Um, So two cop cars come and they're like, we just want to talk to you, whatever. And Monk's like, I don't want to hurt you, but if you come near me, I will. Mm -hmm. Or whatever. Um, And he seems very nervous about all the lights in the alley and all the shadows that are in the alley. And he, uh, he's like kind of, you know, getting backed into a corner or whatever. His shadow accidentally touches one of the cops. Oh, trapdoor time. Yep. A cop is no more. And then the other one, it also happens to him too. And then Monk just runs away screaming. (laughs) You know, as you do. Yeah, he does a lot of running away and screaming in this episode. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Nah, you know, Tony Shalhoub is great at running and screaming. That's true. It also seems to me, you know, I don't want to... I don't want to tell him how to live his life or anything, but it seems like there's a pretty easy solution to this, at mm. least in the short term, which is just like, get out of the city. Yeah. Go. He doesn't have to be around people. Right? Go rent a house in the middle of nowhere. And study your and, weird little yeah. shadow. You know? I don't know. It does seem strange, but <clears throat> there's a lot of strange stuff going on in this episode. I guess. There's a lot of strange stuff going on in the X-Files. You know? If you think about it. I hadn't thought about that before, mm-hmm. but now that you're saying it, mm-hmm. they are all kind of weird cases. Yeah, you, know, you know, it's never just like a normal murder. No. Well, I never put that together. Yeah. Hmm. It's pretty extreme. Exceptional. This is, this is nothing. This is bad audio. <laughs> so later on, we have a classic cut where the alley is now a crime scene and the boo crew arrive and Kelly's <laughs> there. She goes to talk to them. She's not super happy. Because she sent the two patrolmen on their Mm -hmm. information, on the Booker's information, and now those two patrolmen are super dead. She got them killed. Yeah. I I mean, so they are dead. We know they're dead. Yeah. But, like, how do they know they're dead? I mean, they don't know they're dead, right? I guess there's the char marks again, but, yeah, I guess they don't. They can strongly suspect. I suppose. That's true. (laughs) Um... (laughs) So, blah, blah, blah. They died. She's freaking out. She feels responsible. She still does not want to mention to her bosses that the FBI is involved. So she's kind of in a weird situation of having to explain why she sent these people Mm -hmm. to the alley without revealing that Mulder and Scully are there. Anyway, so the Booker are like, all right, well, let's leave. (laughs) Bye. Um, Oh, they also didn't find any matches for the fingerprints on the light bulb yet. Hmm. So okay, strange. So Buku get in their car to leave, and Mulder's like, "Well, I guess we need to look at the train station videotapes and cross-reference them because we know that Monk was there on these three separate dates yep. when people arrived." I guess. Well, he suspects. I mean, I know it's true, but I'm not sure why it's true. <laughs> because all three of the vi- er oh, I guess two only two of the victims. Because only two of the victims were at the train station. Yeah. But it's just like a complete coincidence that the first guy was at the train station, right? Well, they just caught him coming out of the train station. I know. Yeah, no, I know. I mean, I know it's right. I'm just like trying to connect the plot. Like, I'm not criticizing Mulder's thinking. Okay. I'm criticizing the plot where it's like, like, it is true. And he is hanging around the train station and everything. But like the fact that the tobacco executive died and also came in on the train is 
disconnected because it's yeah. not like Monk was following him from the train station. That's true. That's true. So it's just all kind of weird. Yeah. The dots are a little wonky. Yeah. yeah. They don't quite add up. Vince? Vincent. <sighs> so we cut to the train station uh, office, I guess. There was some guy. They're checking the tapes. Um, <clears throat> they've watched them through a bunch of times, haven't really seen anything. But Mulder is kind of zeroing in on one particular figure, uh, Monk, because he's just kind of sitting there for hours on end doing nothing and staring at the floor. But they can't really make out his face very well or any, like, details about him because it's a very grainy picture. So you know what that means. Enhance that image. Let's do it. Oh, the best. (laughs) So we're looking at an extremely grainy uh, uh, picture. So the guy zooms in um, about 500,000%. And then it gets somehow more clear. And then he kind of like pans around a bunch and like changes angles. And now we're like looking up from the ground. And then somehow we make out the uh, patch on Monk's jacket very clearly and are able to read polarity magnetics on it. Yeah, just like how security cameras are like, <laughs> I don't see the issue here. <laughs> what's uh, what's wrong about that? God, I love enhancing images. <laughs> so it's just, uh, it's beautiful. It's very you know? funny. Hmm. So now we have a company to go off of. Yes. Let's go visit Polarity Magnetic. And that's also the place where the first victim worked. Oh, yes. Yeah. So there's connections, connections mm-hmm. all over the place. My goodness. Uh, so the boot crew go to the magnetics lab. It looks like it's closed up, but when they knock on the door, a man answers. This is the surprisingly tall man. Dr. Davies. He just looks like he would be 5'10". Yeah, just a short guy. Like a normal height. Yeah. Like, you know, normal to tall for the average, but sure. not not tall. No. And then we see them walking down a hallway with the boot crew, and he's like got two or three inches on Mulder. Yeah. It like, might have been the angle. But he did look very tall, yeah. It was just upsetting to me. <laughs> um, so he gives us some information about Monk. This guy has not heard from him in five weeks, but they are business partners slash were business partners. Mm-hmm. Uh, his Monk's name is Chester Banton, but we're not going to call him that at any point, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, and... You know, he was involved in this terrible accident where he got, like, stuck in a particle accelerator and got blasted with particles. <laughs> yeah. Which <laughs> sucks. This happens. Damn. I mean, we've all been there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and whatever. Yeah. I don't know. He was also investigating dark matter and quantum particles. Uh, you know, real mysteries of the universe. So Chester... Um, monk whatever he was pretty sure that these subatomic particles existed and he bet his life on it so he was trying to isolate a particular particle um using a particle accelerator and that's why he went in he went inside the room he got locked in uh apparently an accident or so we think Mm. um but then uh he just got a i don't know accelerated he got particled he got part he got blasted with particles <laughs> he did so did he just because he didn't die so did he just like quit after that or what did he just disappear i think gail ann was probably there and died probably not right away though because uh, dr davy was there so it must have been oh, yeah. later i don't know then i don't know 
I guess at some point Galen died and then he mm-hmm. freaked out. Fair enough. I don't know. I would also freak out if I got particled. That's true. <laughs> and it killed my coworker. Mm-hmm. Our this isn't important really, but like our particle accelerator is something that just like a random lab would have. <laughs> I don't know. It feels like a really expensive thing, but I guess I don't know. I have literally no idea. Like CERN, like an individual can't just own CERN, right? <laughs> I mean, maybe it's a small one. I don't just know. Just a little baby. Just a little, Can you have a baby little particle accelerator. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. I'm not a dark matter scientist. I don't know. Come on. Come on. I yes. know you know dark matter. Yes. Okay. You can. Okay. Thank you. And I do. Ooh, we Behind have... this mattress. Oh. Wait, that's cool. Wait, I want to accelerate some particles. Let's do it. Through my body so <laughs> that my shadow can kill people. Nice. Nice. All right. Anyway, so. <laughs> um,. And, you know, the Mulder and Scully are kind of inside the particle accelerator room or whatever. And the other, the partner, whatever his name is, Davies. Dr. Davy Steps out, but he's like creeping on the camera, listening in on them. So we've got a bad feeling about this guy. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's all that he seems to be. Yeah. He's also like talking about the accident. He's like, oh, I tried to help Chester and oh, the door got locked. <laughs> like, okay, all right, mm-hmm. whatever. This guy tried to kill Monk, and I don't like that. Mm-hmm. So my observation here is, is this just um, Roland 2.0? Very similar to Roland. It is Roland 2.0, yeah. but worse. So, Is it worse? I don't know. I don't think it's worse. Okay. <laughs> All right. None of the story made sense. Well, yeah, there is that. <laughs> there is that. There Not is that, that it didn't Roland either, particularly. But, there is that. You know. Anyway, whatever. So they, the boot crew go back to the train station. They're thinking they're going to be able to find Monk, which they do. And now I'm like circling back around into why would he go back to the train station after two cops tried to stop him and died? Because I guess he thinks that's the only place that is safe. It seems like there would be other areas with soft light. And no crime scene that you caused. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Um, he's an idiot. I guess. I guess. I guess. For a dark matter scientist, he sure is dumb. But anyway, so Mulder and Skelly are assuming they'll be able to find him. They are kind of sitting there. Mulder is trying to figure out why Monk kept staring at the ground. Mm -hmm. My theory, real Hugh Dancy energy and was just appreciating (laughs) the tile and the carpet. Mm -hmm. Like Hugh Dancy, the actor who plays... Will Graham on Hannibal, amongst yes. many other things, does uh, as a hobby. Mm-hmm. But, He's like a carpet blog or something. Very mm-hmm. funny. Look it up. Very good. I think he got in trouble once at an airport yeah, for taking so. pictures. Mm-hmm. Amazing. <laughs> um, but Mulder is like, no, the lighting in here is diffused. <gasps> Soft light. Oh. No shadows. Ooh. Hmm. Soft light. Title drop. Mm. They turn around and they see Monk. He's just right there. Oof. He sprints away like the devil is nipping at his fingertips. No, nope. oh. his heels. His, <laughs> not, not his fingertips. Then he would be going the other way. Yeah, I don't like that. The devil is nipping at his heels. So he runs. The crew chases like a dog after a ball. <laughs> Can you do it another metaphor they or, or simile? catch up to him like a... Cat with a mouse. Hey, okay. They point guns at him and corner him like 
uh, what are, I can't think of an animal. I don't know. Oh, I guess. I was trying to think of metaphors with, with guns. Hmm. Like a gun in heat. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> what? That's not a phrase. No, it's not. Hmm. No, it is not. Isn't there something with heat and a gun? Not a There's a movie gun. called Heat. Maybe that's what I'm <laughs> Like a smoking gun, yeah. But that's that's not. It's different. Anyway, um, they catch up with it. <laughs> they do. Although he does give them a run for his money, and as you pointed out, yes, yes. I don't know if you want to say it. Oh, Chester uh, connection. Yeah. So they they run after him, and um, he does. Yeah, almost outrun them. Um, and so I thought that this was related because his name is Chester. Um, the kid from Fresh Bones' name was Chester, and he was the other kid who was the only one so far who's been out- unable or no able to outrun Mulder. So Chester, magic name. Get worried every time you see a Chester because they are going to outrun Mulder. I think they're the only ones that can, right? I th- I, clearly, yeah, clearly. Hmm. Anyway, so. Uh, as they've got him cornered like a dog <laughs> by the wall. Um, like a gun in heat. Like a gun in heat. Uh, Monk is like, no, no, my shadow is dangerous. And Mulder believes him like no one has before mm-hmm. and shoots out the light bulbs instead of shooting Monk. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, let's take Monk to Yalof Psychiatric <laughs> Hospital. Let's do it. Um, so Monk's- Can you say that again? Yalof <laughs> Psychiatric you. Why does he go to a psychiatric hospital immediately? I guess because he thinks your shadow kills people. Yeah. Okay. I mean. It seems like I'm just surprised that Mulder didn't talk to him more. I don't know. Before hmm? taking him in. I feel like oh. We, I feel like we missed like a scene where they were chatting, but. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. We only have 45 minutes. That's true. It doesn't matter. Um. So he, Monk is locked in this hospital room and the boot crew are watching from the hallway, the window and the door. Monk insisted on soft light in his room, and he's very nervously smoking a cigarette. Cigarettes again. Mm-hmm. Suspicious. Just saying. Uh, the boot crew go in to kind of interrogate him a little bit, and Monk tells them that he's afraid to fall asleep, and he just kind of explains the details of how his shadow kills people after he was in the particle accelerator mm-hmm. and got particled. Um, his shadow acts like a black hole, I guess. Yeah, splits molecules. He does say, my shadow isn't mine. That's just, pretty cool. That's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, he also says that he didn't mean to kill Gale. It was a total accident. Um, he can't control his shadow. Um, all he wants to do is study it and, so that he can understand and control it before they do. And Mulder's like, who are they? Obviously, the government. Duh. So Chester thinks the government is after him. And uh, when the government does find him, they're going to do the the good old brain suck. (laughs) I like that he says this like it's a a thing. You know, the brain suck. I mean, they do do a brain suck, so he's right, I guess. I don't know. What are they doing at the end? I think they just have him strapped to a chair. And... Well, do you know what a brain suck looks like? Maybe that's what it looks like. I just kind of assume they have like a big su- suction cup and they put it over <laughs> your face and they like slurp <laughs> your brain <laughs> out, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's very funny. <laughs> Listen, we've all been brain sucked by the government when we're oh, waiting at the DMV. God. Am I right, ladies? Oh, knee slap, knee slap, Oof. knee slap. 
so yeah, he Monk really wants Mulder to help him get out of the hospital because you know if he dies, there might not be anything tethering the shadow anymore. Uh oh. Maybe he'll just roam around killing everyone. Uh oh. Oof. Not good. Uh, Detective Kelly Ryan bursts into the room mm-hmm. and she does not seem happy. No. And she's like, "Get the heck out of here! Stop interviewing my guy." And Scully's like, but babe, what's wrong? (gasps) What happened? Come on. So they all go out in the hallway and they meet her superior who is unhappy about the FBI being here, which explains why Kelly is quite stressed. Uh, He, they, you know, he's like, why, why are you even here? And Scully has to (laughs) lie to cover for Kelly. She's just like, oh, we were just interested. (laughs) We just wanted to come visit. I don't know. Yeah. Seemed cool. Um, And then they like, they're just not happy. Whatever. Fight, 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 et cetera, et cetera. But there is evidence that connects Chester Monk to all the scenes of the crime. So it seems like it's pretty much, you know, figured out. Mm-hmm. It's all Open done. Open and shut. Open and shut. We got this solved. <laughs> they're going to transfer Monk to prison the next day. County jail. Sorry. They're going to transfer Monk to county jail the next day, mm-hmm. which what? is going to be pretty dangerous because his shadow annihilates everyone. Although... The second that it annihilates someone in front of everyone else, I think everyone will believe him. That's true. So, yeah. yeah. But they can't really do a demonstration. No, because that's murder. Yeah. That's a good point. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you think okay. about it. Fair enough. Uh, so as the, the boo crew and Kelly and her boss are kind of parting ways, Mulder grabs Kelly's arm and he's like, he needs soft light. <laughs> Just. You know, yeah, you gotta know. get gotta get him soft light. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the the boo crew walk away, and they have a little fight. Uh, <laughs> you know, just a they little, have like a discussion. They have a, a tiff. Oh, a tiff. I would say that feels right. Mulder's like, well, I hope you feel good about risking everyone's lives to <laughs> support Kelly's ambitions. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kelly's like, fuck you. <laughs> She's trying to make her way in this boys' club, which I understand, and you don't dumbass <laughs> he's like whatever i'm mad you're you're allowing people to be put at risk mm-hmm. um and then that's fine they're very uh, aggressive <laughs> you remember this more aggressively than i do yeah they mostly are just talking about it mm-hmm. um calmly mm-hmm. and you know you you can disagree with um, people without like you know sc- freaking out and screaming at them <laughs> that sounds fake well I don't know if that's right. What are you talking Amanda? about? What is wrong with you? <laughs> I am so mad right now. Calm down. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this Whoa. is a fight. Fight. And then and then I punch you. <gasps> oh. Wait, we need like a... There you go. Sound like a punch. That's yes. not like a slap. Wait. Ow. Ow. Wait, you ow. have to say ow. Oh, wait. Wait, yes, wait, wait, wait. Okay. Okay. I'm mad at you. Ow. Oh, there you, you go. You punched me right in my jaw. Nice. <laughs> That's my money job. <laughs> Your money job. <laughs> um, All right. Anyway, whatever. So Mulder's mysteriously like, well, I know what I need to do. And then he just walks away. <laughs> you know Classic. What, you know what that means. Oh, yeah. Oof. So we go, or Mulder goes back to the train station. Um, and then he catches the eyes of uh, his... Uh, I was trying to think of a good adjective for Mr. X. His what? His mysterious. 
Yeah. His, it was like Mercur- his wayward. Mercurial wayward. Mercurial. Yeah. I, I think I was thinking of like wayward. His wayward Mr. X mm-hmm. is on the scene. So uh, he follows him into a very cool looking stairwell. Um, it's like a, the evil, evil little circle, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I love evil little yeah, circles. Yeah, it's an evil little circle. So Mulder follows uh, Mr. X in. They're meeting in the shadows. Mr. X, I assume, has to leave any location and go to the near shadow to have a conversation. I don't think he can have a conversation in the light. Absolutely. It makes um, being his roommate difficult because the lights are always off and you're always like stubbing your toe and it's just a nightmare. Why do you think Deep Throat died? (laughs) Because he stubbed his toe and died. He stubbed his toe so hard he died. Yeah, I think so. Is what it is. So... Mulder tells Mr. X all about Chester, um, Monk, um, and he's like, yep, you know, he's dangerous, you have to help me get him out, you know, da-da-da-da-da, etc. And then he says, you know, the he thinks the government is out to get him. And uh, Mr. X has a great line, he says, uh, well, it's tax season, so do most Americans. <laughs> he's the best one He's very good. He just, like, has, like, <laughs> he, like, delivers them in such a perfect way, too. Like, he's just so pissed off all the time. <laughs> yeah. It's like deadpan pissed off. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> I don't know. What a what a guy. I love him. He's great. <laughs> um, but Mulder gives Mr. X just all of the details about where Monk's being held and he's like, Yeah, if you wanted to like kidnap him and do mysterious yeah. experiments on him, here's where you could find him, here's what he does. Um I think it would be the interesting code to the doors. for you guys to study it, blah blah blah. Yeah. Uh and Mr. X just just kind of drags Mulder for a bit. <laughs> Um, he loves doing that. Yeah, just kind of insults him. And then he's like, I've got nothing to gain and everything to lose by helping you, et cetera, et cetera. The normal stuff that he always says. And then he stomps away. Well, he also says, um, talking about the last time, he like doesn't want to help because he says last time he exposed himself more than he wanted wanted to. I have in my notes. Yeah, he did. Winky face. <laughs> <laughs> we, nice. know, we know the truth. Nice. We know the truth. There was some exposure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, that didn't happen. (laughs) He does leave. He's like, I'm not at your beck and call, Mulder. Don't contact me again. Yeah. He always shows up, though, doesn't he? Mm. I guess he doesn't always show up. Yeah, I don't think he does. Yeah, never mind. This is probably like the 17th time Mulder's tried to (laughs) contact him. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Mm -hmm. Listen, he has operas to go to. He's, you know, he's busy. He has I mean, a he's in a full... polycule, which yes. takes a lot of effort. Yes. There's a lot going on. So. Huh. Well, let's go to the hospital after dark. What 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 hospital is it? What was it called? Yaloff. 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 Yaloff Hospital. I don't know if Yaloff. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Who cares? <laughs> wow. Um... <laughs> That was a great scene. Sorry, just Mr. X comes in. Well, okay, so there's a nurse. Yes. And the lights go out. Um, and then Mr. X just is there and he like shines a flashlight in her face and he's like, I'm here to transfer monk. He's like two inches away from her. I know, and she like clearly sees him because she identifies him later to Mulder. Yeah. So it's like really ineffective. I feel like mm-hmm. he could have worn a mask or something if he really wanted to be mysterious. But whatever so he's like we're here to transfer him and she's like that doesn't sound right but you seem scary so okay and so you know uh mr x brings his two lackeys into monk's room to tie monk up put duct tape on his mouth and take him away Mm -hmm. 
But unfortunately, the lights suddenly turn on and the other guys do melt away when Monk's shadows touch them. Mr. X avoids the shadow, gets out of that room, and he's like, God damn it. (laughs) This is not not going as I planned it. Monk gets up and they kind of like stare at each other (laughs) dramatically Dramatically. in the hallway. Uh, You know, Mr. X has a gun, but he's not shooting Monk. Uh, and then Monk runs away. In the most goofy way possible. <laughs> His, yeah. like, arms and legs are... <laughs> it's, like, super goofy. Well, he's a goofy dude. I guess. <laughs> but he shouldn't be. I know. <laughs> it's what it is. Um, yeah. yeah. So, that's... Something's happening. Yeah. And it doesn't seem good. Nope. I guess the government is after Monk. Yeah, I guess so. And Mulder led them right to him. Yep. Great. Wah, wah. So the next day, wait, what? My only note is Kelly gives gives Mulder a look. Wait, <laughs> what does that mean? Why is that my only note? Wait, where That's are your they? only note for the whole thing? Where are they? Oh, they're, they're still here. They, right. like, it's okay. like the hospital the right, next right, day. Right, right. Okay. Crime scene. <laughs> next day, hospital, crime scene. Kelly's there. Apparently, she gives Mulder a look. I don't know why I wrote that down, but whatever. They're talking about what happened. So apparently, um, two blocks away at the electrical substation or whatever, there were some people that came in posing as electrical workers, and they got the lights turned off to the whole um, block or whatever. So... That's not good because then it means it wasn't just the guys at the hospital. There's, you know, more than one group. Mm-hmm. So they're organized. It's starting to seem like, okay, maybe the government is out to get him. I'd say so. Maybe Mulder's government informant that he just told about Chester um, last night. Is out to get him. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. Hmm. Oops. Not good. But Kelly's in trouble. Kelly's in trouble. Because Monk escaped. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Boo crew leave to go back to the lab uh, because they figure that's where Monk would go now that he's free. Mm-hmm. I assume he would just go back to the train station because he, he loves, loves it. Loves that train station. Loves that train station. Yeah, I mean, even Mulder and Mr. X met at the train station. Everybody lo- did. They just like have access to the train station for filming. <laughs> I think, yeah. Okay. Probably. Uh, so they go to the lab. Well, they don't. They are on their way to the lab, but they're not there yet. <laughs> I'm gonna start that over. <laughs> okay. We see Monk. He did indeed go to the lab. Yes. He is talking to his business partner, Chris Davies, or whatever his name is. Dr. Davies. Dr. Davies. It, it's a DD. Oh, sorry. Dr. Davies. Dr. Davies. Monk now has a beard. Um, what? <laughs> he's just like a five o'clock shadow oh, or whatever. Okay. Which I'm like, I feel like. Didn't he, he do that in the whole episode? It's getting longer. Oh, okay. I think. Well, I don't, I don't know. know. It doesn't matter. So suddenly, uh, Detective Kelly arrives. Um, I guess, so did the Boo Crew tell her to go to the lab? Because that's where they thought Monk would be? She must have just had the same hunch as them, but they were at the same place. <laughs> well, Mulder and Scully stopped to get curly fries at Arby's. Yeah. Okay, so. that was probably it. Yeah. They got some, well, maybe, you know, Kelly is, she works here, so she knows all the secret, special, you know, ways to get there. Um, so she knows the shortcuts. Okay. And Mulder and Scully took the freeway. Yeah. Ugh, embarrassing. Yeah. Can't be doing that. So Kelly is there. Uh, Monk is like, can you please just leave me alone? <laughs> but Kelly will not. She's so obsessed with him. Mm-hmm. She's got a gun and everything. And this is 
this is a dramatic moment. Mm-hmm. This is uh, the moral shift, I suppose you could say. Yeah. Monk walks towards her and intentionally touches mm-hmm. his shadow to her mm-hmm. to kill her. Yikes. Murder. You can't be doing that. He just did it, though. You can't be murdering. Monk murdered Skelly's ex-student. Oof. Pour one out. Hmm. Sad. So Dr. Davy is a little bit freaked out about this because um, I guess he hasn't seen it before. Fair enough. I would also be a little freaked out. Um, so they go, uh, Chester's like, you gotta take me, I gotta go into the particle accelerator, we gotta figure this out, da-da-da-da-da, whatever, science mumbo-jumbo, science mumbo-jumbo. That is hard to say fast. Science mumbo-jumbo, science mumbo-jumbo, science mumbo-jumbo. Okay, there is no need to show off here. (laughs) I'm a podcasting professional. This is not a competition. Podcasting mumbo-jumbo, wait, scientific (laughs) mumbo-jumbo, I forgot what I was supposed to say, sorry. Oh my god. Science mumbo-jumbo. They go into the herb Chester, goes mm. into the particle accelerator, um, and then, oh my god, Dr. Davy locks him in. <gasps> Just like last time, I Just guess. Just like last time. Um, we get a very silly shot. <laughs> this is this is so good. This mm-hmm. is so there's like a a viewing hole in the door of the particle accelerator, but it's like a really thick door, so it's like it's like a tunnel through it but it's a window and then they just like get their little faces in there so it's like it's like kind of fisheye so their faces are a little like stretched and it looks very silly it does not look dramatic but they're having very serious dramatic sweaty conversations through this window and it's very funny it is (laughs) it's a a good look yeah um and you know monk is like oh my god please tell me you're not working for them and chris is like I wish I could tell you that, <gasps> Monk. Ooh. <laughs> uh, and so he didn't even get an evil laugh. He didn't even get an evil laugh. If I got an evil face turn, I would want an evil laugh. That's just that's all I'm saying. Well, you got to pretend to be good first. Fuck. <laughs> all right. Uh, so the other guy, Chris, Doctor Davies, goes. Please to turn on the particle accelerator and then he calls someone and says I've got him and he's not going anywhere until you pick him up and then suddenly he just gets shot okay yeah so who so if he is working for them who we assume is Mr. X yeah but the Mr. X shoots him so who did he are there two different what's going on here did he maybe call like the cigarette smoking man or someone and they're all on the same side Uh, you know, the evil side or whatever. Yeah. But Mr. X is just cleaning up loose ends? Or did he call Mr. X's cell phone? Mr. X was already waiting in the building. <laughs> Actually, <sighs> Mr. X have a cell phone? I can't imagine that he would. What if he has like a, like a razor? <laughs> or he has a, what are those, jitterbugs? <gasps> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You're probably right. He is probably cleaning up loose ends. I guess. Like Dr. Davies probably thought he was more important than he was and Okay. Yeah, that I makes guess. sense. But it is because they weird. had to they he needed a body. Oh, and they needed a body. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah. So Mr. X is kind of a bad guy. Yeah. This is shocking news. It's turning out that way, huh? Would Deep Throw do this? I mean maybe, maybe not personally. Yeah, but... he would order it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Who knows? I think Mulder's too sweet for these people. I think so. Yikes. So Dr. Davies gets shot um, by an unknown uh, entity who we learn immediately is Mr. X. But then we get 
the best shot of the whole episode. Oh, yeah. Would you like to... <laughs> so we're back in the little, like, tunnel vision through the door thing. <laughs> you know, Monk's been, like, rapping on the door this whole time. Like, Chris, Chris, please don't do this, Chris. We see his little face. And then we get the, the cut to the outside. And Mr. X's face just, like, suddenly fills the little tunnel. <laughs> just, like, zooms. And then he just, like, is glaring so angrily. <laughs> It's really funny. He looks so pissed, but it's such a goofy shot. (laughs) So it's just very funny. (laughs) It's like his little face, but just like part of it. And then like, there's just like mirror images. It's so funny. Like he literally (laughs) just murdered someone for no good reason, but he looks so impotent and embarrassing in this Mm -hmm. shot. It's very Mm -hmm. funny. Oh, love it. Lock screen image. Profile pic. I mean, it's all there. Everything. Yeah. We're changing the podcast logo to that. We are. <laughs> um, so that happens. The Boo Crew finally arrive on the scene after they stopped at Arby's. After they they're still gassed like, up, <laughs> they're uh, like washing like uh, I don't know, like curly fry dust off their <laughs> fingers. Yeah, something like that. You know. Um, so they finally arrive. They walk inside. They hear the particle accelerator turning on. So they run in um, and they look at the monitor and they see a man sitting in a chair get dissolved. So they assume that it's Chester. And mm. then there's another shadow on the wall right next to the first. Mm. Well, that is what it is. I guess he's dead. I guess that was Monk. Mm. But Mulder notices that the chamber is sealed from the outside, so Chester couldn't have locked himself in there. Hmm. hmm. Well, who Weird. did I recently tell all this information to that <laughs> might have ulterior motives and could have been involved in this? Hmm. Who could <laughs> it be? So Mulder puts two and two together, <laughs> and he goes back to, I don't know, the under construction like amphitheater stadium place yes where he first met mr x i'm not sure what it is same place from the host Mm -hmm. um so it's all coming full full circle you know start of the season end of the season it's a cycle oh my gosh you know i'm scared Mm -hmm. i really feel like things are all about to change Mm -hmm. (laughs) is it because skinner literally said that (laughs) in the last episode i can sense it Mulder. it's happening (laughs) yeah the end of the season so Mulder's wandering around like a, you know, a girl in a horror movie, mm-hmm. you know, Hel- hello, is there anyone here? His footsteps echoing. Mm-hmm. Sure. We do get a cool shot. Yes. So uh, the director makes up for the goofy shots of the little <laughs> uh, tunnel in the door with this, where Mulder starts walking down kind of a, a side hallway or whatever, and we see his shadow on the wall, and then suddenly there's another shadow as well. Mm-hmm. Mr. X is suddenly there. It's a cool shot. I like it. It's good. Thanks, James. You know, you, you hit some lows and you hit some highs. Mm-hmm. And I love that for you. Yeah. Uh, so Mulder is like, and grump. imagine a grumpy face while I say all this. Okay, okay. You knew about Monk and you used me to find him. <laughs> and then uh, he's like, who, who do you even answer to? Good Mr. Question. X is like, I don't have to talk to you. I hate you. <laughs> And then Mulder breaks up with him. Yeah. Is the main thing. They break up. Yeah. Mulder's like, I never want to see you again. I will have my friend Skelly drop off the, your records. You do not have to come to my house. Uh-huh. Don't worry about it. I yep. hate you. Yeah. 
and Mr. X becomes Mr. X, but oh, E-X. Oh, yeah. I like it. Yeah. Yes. Is that anything? That is. I okay. like that. I Thank like you. that. Definitely not the first time he's become Mr. X. No. For sure. Absolutely not. Yeah. Oof. Um, and then as Mulder's stomping away, Mr. X, you know, in the throes of passion of just being dumped, <laughs> he's upset. He gets tricked into some truth telling, and he's like... I didn't kill him. Oh. So I guess Monk isn't dead. Yeah. Hmm. Also, maybe Mr. X has a, a a little bit of a soft spot. Yeah. Just a little bit. Well, now that he can't have him, he wants him, you know? Yeah. A tale as old as time. <sighs> now that Mulder's you know? playing hard to get. <laughs> Man. Mm-hmm. So that's weird. So I guess we're never seeing Mr. X again. Well, we probably will Dakota, huh? <laughs> The episode, if I had to guess. Well, I meant after this episode. Oh. Uh, probably not, right? Yep. I assume. Last episode forever. Oh, but I love no. him. No. <gasps> Spoilers. He has so many one-liners left to give. <laughs> He's full of them. Yeah. Well, let's cut to Kelly Ryan's funeral, because she did Who? get... She got blasted to smithereens what? by Monk, our beloved character that Skelly mentored and... Uh, <sighs> supported in the about? boys club of the fbi huh? and the law enforcement that huh. they were very close um kelly was very important huh. in skelly's life they were always talking to each other yeah it's been a while since we've gone into this well of <laughs> a character from the backstory that we definitely care about but we don't No. yeah so that's so sad she's dead what if you one of my bullet points is just lol what if you died from a shadow (laughs) i mean it is pretty embarrassing yeah like does everyone know like what does everyone think she died of i don't well they don't even know that she's dead for sure but i I guess so weird. i don't know did they wait did they like um so there's the char mark on the ground right (laughs) and they don't have like ash that they can put in a (gasps) uh, an urn so they just like cut the uh, like a concrete square and put the concrete square with the char mark into a coffin i assume yeah that's so sad that's evocative it is sad did they like put it in a nice dress (laughs) yeah did they like draw her face (laughs) oh well that's just sweet that's just cute yeah it's circled back around into being cute um we're supposed to believe or skelly feels very sad about this she does is it more embarrassing well, it's embarrassing to get killed by a shadow. It's also embarrassing to die on your first case. Yeah. You know, like so many people have died on their last case, but that's cool. That's like, oh, I almost got out, but they pulled me back in. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. ooh. But if you get killed on your first case, like, that's just lame. Maybe Skelly's not sad that she died so much mm-hmm. as like sad at how it reflects on her <laughs> like i taught this woman and she died yeah. immediately from a shadow she also nice. did like call in the reinforcements on literally her first case like immediately it's kind of like girl i don't know maybe i don't think richmond pd's missing out too no. much you know what i mean <sighs> yeah and she couldn't do, i mean like i don't know Mulder was having to tell her to like interview guests at the hotel and check fingerprints <laughs> and know. stuff so yeah yeah well, Kelly wasn't the smartest, but, you know, she is the deadest. Get Deputy Squint on the force instead. God, That's the so man good. that we need. Oh, my gosh. I love him. <laughs> Everyone he also did him. die immediately. <laughs> yeah, I guess he's also dead. <laughs> uh, everyone dies. Uh, it's the X-Files. 
Uh, Mulder shows up late again. I assume he was also at Arby's one last time. <laughs> I guess. Well, the Arby's in uh, Richmond are they're just different. Yeah, you they're know. Better. Yeah. Uh, so he shows up late after the funeral is already done, and he points out that Chris Davies is also missing uh, and theorizes that maybe he was the one who was in the particle accelerator and it wasn't Monk after all. And I just came up with this on my own. Hmm. It definitely wasn't my ex telling me anything. Hmm. Wouldn't know about that. Don't want to talk ex? about it. Don't want to talk. Ex? I don't want to talk about it, Scully. <laughs> it's still fresh. Can we just get some Ben and Jerry's? Just watch some TV. Yeah. And not talk about it. Fine. <sighs> anyway. But if Chester isn't dead, where is he? I've got an idea. Where? Uh, being tortured by <gasps> Mr. X. <laughs> no. <laughs> Shockingly. I mean, not personally. Uh, I guess. Uh, so we s- the coda of the episode is Mr. X crying a little bit. Um, <laughs> and he's got a pint <laughs> of ice cream as well. <laughs> but he's still doing his job because he's a professional. And he's walking down a hallway in some other mysterious lab hotel uh, hotel hospital <laughs> kind of thing i don't know where he is an evil medical facility an evil thank you yeah an evil mysterious medical facility a lab hotel <laughs> okay <laughs> i don't know there's like some evil mental wire crossing in my brain mm-hmm. with hotel and hospital where like sometimes i'll say okay. one word when i mean the other and i don't know why i mean they're both ho <laughs> they're both hoes <laughs> i guess with beds i don't know i don't know Anyway, with beds. I don't know what okay. else. Is. Okay, okay. They're hoes with beds. They are. Um. So anyway, so Mr. X approaches a man in a white lab coat who is looking into a room. Uh, there's a pulsing light, and the man in the white lab coat says, "We're gonna be studying this man for a long time." Ooh. We get to see inside of this room, mm-hmm. and Monk is in there. He does not look good. He's tied up. He's got all sorts of medical equipment hanging off of his body, and mm-hmm. he is crying. Just one single tear. Yeah. Yeah. Like a 10,000 yard stare. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I suspect he's going to be there for a long time. Not good. Uh oh. Not great. This is what he wanted to avoid. Yeah. Thanks, Mulder. I love a good evil medical experiment. <sighs> he would. <laughs> I'm going to do it. <laughs> All right, all right. That's the end. Well, let's move on to who the crew. Tell me who that crew is. Well, um, so the script written by Vince Gilligan. I'm sure we've Who's mentioned that? that. It was uh, so it initially called for Chester's shadow to move independently of him, but they cut down on that because of costs, mm. which I actually probably think was good because. It probably would have been pretty goofy. Yeah, it would have looked pretty funny. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like a little CGI. Yeah. 90s shadow moving Mm -hmm. around. So it was probably better this way. But but what do I know? Um, Also, Mr. X was not in the initial script. Um, He was added in to give Chester a legitimate fear of the government. Nice. Well, he already had a legitimate fear. It was tax season. He probably doesn't pay his taxes. Absolutely not. He has that vibe. He just doesn't know how, though. Or does he have like a Gale from Breaking Bad vibe a little yes. bit? Yes, yes, yes. That's mm-hmm. what I was. Okay. That's what I was getting. Yep, yep. Yeah. No, I see your point. I see yep. your point. Okay. I mean, it was written by Vince. So, Oof. do I we mean... ever see Monk making delicious coffee? 
Not in this episode, but okay. probably in the USA series Monk, starring Tony Shalhoub. He probably does have like an elaborate ritual. I don't remember. Probably. Hmm. Who knows? Anyway. All right. So, um, Vinci's agent was a, was a relative of Chris Carter, apparently. So that was how he got a meeting. So that means that uh, Vince, uh, he was a fan of the X-Files. So he's an original Friday Night Weirdo. There's nothing in that that surprises you know? me. <laughs> like, I love it, and it's great. He was an, he was an OG. And it makes so much... Was he on the forums? <laughs> Probably, right? He's a fucking weirdo. I love this guy. Yeah, I love him. So that's kind of how he got his initial meeting with Chris Carter. And when they met, Chris Carter asked him like what he would write an X-Files episode about. And uh, Vince came up with, with this idea. He's like, right. It would be creepy if a shadow started moving independently. That's a good point. It would be creepy. It would be creepy. So then uh, Carter asked him to write a freelance script. And then when the episode was done, he was like, oh, this is pretty good. So he offered him a job as a permanent writer on the show. Although he doesn't write another episode until the end of season three. Mm. And he's not like a regular part of the show until season four. It's not like a permanent, permanent writer. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know what, but, but whatever. Okay. It was his in. Nice. Yeah. Um, so Vince wrote the initial script, but then, uh, Chris Carter and Howie, our beloved, nice. uh, rewrote the script a bunch. So oh, maybe, so maybe, they, maybe Howie got his grubby little paws all over it and ruined I it. I think Howie got his little paws on it. <laughs> He's like, oh, this is too good. <laughs> I gotta fix this. So it might've been Howie's fault. Okay. Sorry, Vince. <laughs> yeah. Also, I guess, sorry, Howie. I don't know why I'm so mean to him. Cause he's not a very good writer. I know. Yeah. <sighs> So, yeah, so Chris Carter and Howie rewrote the script to keep the shadow from moving independently and, I assume, making the the plot not make sense. (laughs) Um, And then Chris Carter added uh, Mr. X. Yeah, because all of it would kind of make more sense, right? Like the other random lady from the train station, if his shadow followed her home. (gasps) Yes. And stuff like that. I guess that would make more sense. That's probably how it was in in the original script, right? Maybe. I mean, that would... That would make sense. Yeah, then the connection to the train station would actually check out. Okay. Yeah, if he if he was waiting there and then his shadow like followed people home. Yeah. That's probably how it was. Okay. All right, Vince. I f- I'm sorry. Okay. I don't know why I ever doubted you. Yeah, wow. I'm sorry, babe. Wow. <laughs> Ooh. He's going to be so mad when he listens to this. He is going to be so mad. Steaming. <laughs> um, but then um, Vincey added the reference to... Uh, tombs because he's a real one friday night weirdo weirdo i love it that's great um so at the time tony shalhoub had a recurring role on wings that was like yeah he did oh have you seen wings oh yeah i've seen wings oh okay i haven't seen it okay (laughs) (laughs) we love wings on this show we're big wings heads we could do a wings podcast i don't even what is wings about uh it's like a charter airline i think right like I don't know. I haven't or something. seen it. Why are you asking me? <laughs> Great. <laughs> no, it's ex- Sorry, I got way too excited. It's not like I'm a big wing head. You sounded like you were a big wing. You're like, yeah, he is. So I thought this was him. like your favorite character. Well, he's pretty great. Okay. Okay. He's great on wings. All right. Well, so that's what he was kind of famous for, but he was not a Friday night weirdo. He was not familiar with the X-Files before he was offered the part, but he apparently liked the script because it felt like a Twilight Zone episode, which, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. 
So he was apparently very impressed by just the production um, because they all filmed on location and apparently Wings just filmed on a soundstage. Um, that's so fair. Yeah, I think it's like a sitcom, so. Impressed. Nice. Got to fly out to Vancouver. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and then, uh, so Vince Gilligan uh, apparently traveled to set and was there while they were filming, which most of the writers don't do. Because so. he was a nerd and he yeah. wanted to see the set. <sighs> he just showed up with his, his big old mustache. He might not have even had a mustache then. I feel like he eternally, he came out of the womb with a giant mustache. He just grew it's into it. It's not even that big of a mustache. <laughs> it's like a normal it's a mustache. Gi- it's a giant mustache. He's just got like a normal man mustache. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's the biggest bushy. It's Imagine the 1800s mm-hmm. and multiply it by 10,000 yes. times. Yep. Oh, it is actually kind of big. Yeah, it's <laughs> Wait, wait. It's a big mustache. It's big for the 20th century. Yeah, but it fits him. It does because he's a weirdo. <laughs> I feel like we're really harping on how weird he is. He's just like a dude. I don't know. I mean, I'm saying a weirdo. Affectionate. I, I, I know. Yeah, I know it's affectionate, of course. Yes. Um. All right. We do also have a few return actors in this episode Mm -hmm. so we we noticed that dr davy looked familiar um another connection so he was in squeeze oh it's all coming together he was one of the fbi bullies who was mean to Mulder. oh i don't like that (laughs) oh no wonder Mm -hmm. Mm. that's why he had bad vibes yep and then kelly is played uh, the actress played the uh the female version of marty and gender bender oh okay yeah she looked kind of familiar, yep. but I don't She's know. She's gender better. All right. The more you know. So that's uh, that's all we got. Nice. Well, mm-hmm. shall we move on to our next segment? Let's do it. Blazer Watch, where we discuss. Discuss. Yep. We discuss and discuss. This is a tough episode for us. I know. Talking. I don't know. I think we didn't, before we recorded, talk about how great we were at enunciating yes. things. So yes. this is we the Lord. It. The Lord is striking us down. <laughs> Um, we discuss the fashion and clothes on the episode. So who do you got for Blazer Watch? What did you notice? Um, well, we got Mr. X, always stylish. He's got a long coat. I mean, nothing flashy. Mm -hmm. It's just like, you know, it's not the clothes. It's how you wear them. You know, it's his vibes. And they're clearly tailored quite well. Yeah. Unlike, uh, whatever Mulder's got going on. (laughs) Who knows? Um, there's also, I mean, Chester, he's not stylish, but it is like a look. He's Mm -hmm. sweaty. Uh, he's falling apart. He's smoking cigarettes. Um, his, he's got mad scientist hair. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, it's working for him. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good look. Uh, Mulder continues to have horrifying ties. Mm -hmm. The one I particularly noticed was at the very beginning. Um, it's just another one with the like really heavy chunky patterns with like red and gold and dark blue. Mm-hmm. Just terrible. Super ugly. Very bad. Yeah. Um, and I think he had a couple other ugly ones at other points in the episode, but mm-hmm. you know, that's fun. Um, Monk's business partner also kind of had like, not like a good look, but <laughs> you know, he had like the sweater vest and the well, he's tall. salt and pepper hair. He's too tall, mm-hmm. way too tall. Circle glasses, just like kind of an evil academic type. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a look. Yeah. Is it uh, 
Is it time to talk about the sunglasses? <sighs> Wait, one more comment. Okay. Uh, I felt like Skelly's hair looked really good this episode. Okay. And at the funeral, she's wearing a suit with a skirt, which I feel like we don't mm-hmm. normally see. Mm-hmm. And now, yes. <laughs> okay. Also at the funeral. So Mulder, you know, shows up late. Not in style, but uh, whatever the opposite of that is. So he's wearing sunglasses, which, you know, seems pretty normal. You know, sunglasses. Not that weird. But it's it's these particular sunglasses. <laughs> They're, like, droopy. They're, like oddly shaped and like the whatever the like the angle of the two lenses is off so it just makes him look like a droopy little dog and they're like too small (laughs) and it's just weird and it's just he's like continues wearing them through the whole conversation even though no one else is wearing sunglasses and it's just awkward i don't know normally sunglasses make people look cool but he just looks like an idiot yeah they're um they're pretty great they're they're good ones yeah this is like having this very serious discussion at a funeral but every time we cut back to him it's just like you giggle because he looks like an idiot yeah i love it Mm -hmm. (sighs) gotta get steal his look you know it will cost you five dollars at the gas station checkout for sure in the middle of idaho (sighs) i wish yeah Hmm. all right that's all, all right. I got. That's all I've got. So I guess that means we're moving on to our next segment, which is FBI do. This is I where... do. Oh, did we just get married? <laughs> I think this is oh legally binding. Well, okay. All right. Well, well anyway, on with business. I mean, I guess. So okay. Well, you want to keep doing the podcast? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so this is the segment where we trace the romantic relationship between Mulder and Scully. We rate them on a scale of. Uh, the doomsday clock so Mm -hmm. 10 minutes to midnight is far from love zero minutes to midnight is the atomic blast of love is actively happening Mm -hmm. and then everything else kind of falls in the middle yep and we like to give examples from the episode so that you can sort of parse what that means because it doesn't make any sense Mm -hmm. well it does but it's not a great scale, but it's very funny. Anyway. I like it. I like it. Uh, so who would you say is 10 minutes to midnight in this episode? I mean, Mulder and Mr. X broken That's up. I wrote. Yeah. And then I had a sm- sad face. Yeah. Is this the first time they've broken up? Have they broken up before? I don't think they've broken up before. They've had fights for sure, okay. obviously. They just have a very volatile relationship. Yeah. I mean, one time... Mr. X did point a gun right at Mulder's face and scream at him. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't remember if they'd broke it up then or not. Okay. I don't think they actually did. Although one could assume at that point. I guess they didn't. That ends yeah. a lot of relationships. <laughs> yeah. It probably should. It probably should. Listen, if you're pointing a gun at your uh, romantic partner, maybe reevaluate your life and decisions. <laughs> think about it. Yeah. But what if it's fun and interesting? Well, then it's fine. Exactly. Well, if it's fun and a little, you know, flirty and a little sexy, yeah. then, it's, then it's fine. I would say Mulder and Mr. X are flirty and a little sexy. <laughs> would would you say that? Yeah. Okay. I would and I do, okay. even though it's not true. Okay. I say that all the time. All right. Checks out. Thank you. So there are 10. Um, also, I think Dr. Davies and... No, I guess that would be a zero. No, I'll save that for a zero. Okay. Who would you say is zero minutes to midnight? Well, <laughs> thanks for asking. <laughs> well, Davey and um, thinking that he has a more important role in this secret organization than he does. Mm, yeah. It's embarrassing. Not as cool as he thinks he is. Nope. Yeah. Oof. 
I wrote a lie, so I don't know what I wrote. You wrote what? <laughs> I wrote a lie. I wrote Kelly's supervisor and Mulder, but I think I meant that for 10 minutes to midnight, not zero minutes to midnight, because they were like oh. really at each other's throats. Okay. But, so I don't have a zero minutes to okay. midnight. Sorry. Um, I have, I mean, is there anything, Kelly and, and Scully? Is there is there anything? I guess that would be another inappropriate relationship watch, but... <laughs> I love inappropriate relationship <laughs> yeah. watch. They're all inappropriate on this show. I guess. Yeah. Maybe it's just wishful thinking because there's two I women. Yeah, I don't think there is any. Yeah. I wish there was something. Yeah. God, I wish it. But alas. Boo. Crew. Boo crew. Hmm. Speaking of. Yeah. Uh, so where do the boo crew fall on that scale, would you say? They're a, they're a little flirty. Yeah. Um, so like a like a six, I give them a six. Yeah, a, yeah. There was like a little bit of flirting mm-hmm. happening because they weren't on official business, etc. But you know, nothing explicit, obviously. Yeah. But they're gonna talk later. Wink. Oh yeah. <laughs> and they got Arby's a lot. They together. did get. <laughs> that was did. fun. They almost ruined the case because well, they got yeah. I mean, Kelly might not have died. If yeah. Stopped to get Arby's. Have they just taken the same car? <laughs> well classic mistake that's why you carpool that's why you carpool and you always go to arby's no you don't go to arby's well but if they had carpooled and they were all at arby's okay then okay. all of the nonsense would have happened at the lab and they would have rolled up 10 minutes late i guess full sated and they wouldn't have died and monk they, would still be in the same place yeah they, i mean they might have been able to stop monk getting taken and dr davies from getting killed that's true too do you think if the boot crew had been there would Mr. X have killed Mulder to get Monk? <laughs> no. Oh, he's a softie. I don't think he's so. A softie. Yeah, I guess. It's embarrassing. Yeah. My God, I can't believe he still likes Mulder, even wow. though they broke up. <laughs> what? <laughs> the, no, this is before they broke up. Oh, it is before they broke Yeah. Oh, I forgot, so he definitely wouldn't have. Oh. Sorry, I was thinking it was after, but no, you're right. No, Obviously. before. Yeah. Okay, never mind. Yeah. Hmm. Well, anyway, so that's that. Uh, we'll continue keeping you guys abreast of what goes on in their relationship. Thank you. In the meantime, let's discuss our favorite scene or moment from this episode. Uh, what you know? What do you like? What tripped your trigger? <laughs> um, I mean, well, favorite moment. It's got to be looking through the window. <laughs> It's just so good. Mr. X's face suddenly Mr. Appears. X's face zooming into frame. So serious. So silly. So mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I guess in terms of like a real scene that I enjoyed, uh, I did like um, the scene where Mr. X tries to kidnap uh, 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 what's it, Chester. Mm-hmm. That's a, it was a little spooky. Yeah. Um, and I did like the coda because I love evil little government medical experiments that was mine too yeah the coda yeah. it was pretty good it was spooky it was very grim it was one of those things where you know i'm assuming we probably never see monk again in this show but we can always assume that his life sucks <laughs> so as an undercurrent absolutely for- you know him max is probably not doing too great wherever mm-hmm. he is you know just a lot of people that we've left in our wake yeah who are going to be miserable. Yes. And that's fun. Always. Yeah. I love that. Uh, all right. So we've talked about it all. We've we've discussed it. Now it's time to sum it all up mm-hmm. and put a number on it. 
and a little bow maybe depending a little bow maybe a little bow i don't know okay it's time to rate the episode and we do that on a scale of zero to five alien head emojis definitely not stars never stars unless we forget uh and yeah um (laughs) where where do you put that uh, i feel like i'm asking you all these and then you have to start first i don't know yeah i do maybe you should start first I originally gave it a three out of five, but the more I talk about it, the less I like it. So I feel like I might knock that down to a 2.5 out of five. I don't know. Okay. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Who's Morris? I don't know. Why are people dying? Like, why are the people who died the ones who died, et cetera? I honestly, I think we cracked the case. I think it does make sense. Because then, like, he probably, they probably just, like, wrote the scene of him going to the hotel Mm-hmm. When like the he would have just been a shadow, yep. following him from the train station. Yep. So the story that Vince Gilligan wrote in his yeah. beautiful little mind <laughs> when he had a bigger budget was yes. probably better, yeah. although it probably would have looked goofy. Yeah, but it probably would have made more sense. Yeah, but that's what you get when you ask Howie to do edits. Ugh, <laughs> humiliating. <laughs> so what do you give it? Um, I mean, I thought it was okay. It did have some script issues, as mm. we have discussed, but it was like a, a spooky little tale. I like Tony Shalhoub. I like seeing Mr. X. Um, it felt like they were actually doing investigation this time instead of, like, Mulder just coming up with an insane theory and it immediately being correct, you know? <laughs> That's true. That's true. You know, That's a good like point. he was wrong and they actually like did, there was some back and forth and mystery solving. So That's uh, true. I felt like a three. Okay. I'll give it three alien head emojis. All right. Well, there you have it. Uh, you know, I'm assuming Vince episodes get better. As he yes. doesn't have to be rewritten by Howie. Yes, I I will assure you they do. Okay, thank the Lord. Yes, so I'm excited for that. He writes some excellent episodes later on. Nice, nice. Um, all right. Well, that's it. That's that. That's all we got. All right. Um. Well, next week we will be moving on. We will be talking about the penultimate episode of the season, nice. uh, season two, episode twenty four. Our town. Oh, it's a monster fun. of the week. Okay, and it's the yep, it's the penultimate episode. I gotta be honest. Until I looked at the screen and saw the notes, when you said episode twenty four, our town, I thought you said twenty four hour town. <laughs> I was very intrigued by what that meant. I kind of twenty four hour. I was town. like, ooh, this sounds really cool. And then I looked at it and I said, no. yeah, it's it's called our town. Yeah. Which I'm sure is fine too or whatever. I like 24 Hour Town. Yeah, now I know I want to know what story 24 Hour Town is. Ooh, okay. We'll, we'll put to, that in our back pocket. Yeah, keep an eye I'll, on I'll it. I'll write that spec script. Okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so right. we're almost at the end of the season. Yeah, it's happening. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. Exciting. I can feel the change in the air. Ooh, I can smell it. Yum, yum. <laughs> know tasty tasty change in the meantime if you would like to send us comments questions about anything or specifically for our wrap-up show that's happening next week do it the week after or sometime i don't know when it's happening not next week oh no not next week yeah at some point (laughs) why do they have to oh why do they because because we do it in advance yeah 
because we record in advance. Yeah. By December 5th is the important part. Anyway, yeah. So send us an email or a DM by December 5th if you want to be included in that kind of wrap up for season two show. Otherwise, you're obviously welcome to just send us whatever you want, whenever you want. We love to hear from the fans. Come on. Mm -hmm. Tell us about your X-Files experiences. We love it. We love it. Our email is at skellynationpod at gmail.com, and our Twitter and Instagram handles are also at skellynationpod. And our intro and outro music is by Groovemaster Putz, and you can get their music on Bandcamp if you're so inclined by the Zoops and the Bloops. Love Zoops and Bloops. That's how I describe it. All right. Also, if you are enjoying our show, please consider giving us a rating and a review on your podcatcher of choice, iPod.net, and spread the word. Tell your friends, your family, and your disembodied shadow about the pod. Whisper it into the shadow's ears, Mm -hmm. and then the shadow will zoom around killing people from the train station. Do it. The end. Do it. I've been your host, Amanda. And I have been Ella. And remember, trust no one, especially Mr. X. That's so true. I mean, he's lucky he's cute, because he sure isn't trustworthy. (laughs) For sure. Oof.